This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. Coming to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Whether it's pre or post game, Patio's is the name you should remember. I uh, had a great time at Patio's on Friday with my man Benji Molina. It was a, it was a great outing. Had lots of, lots of young fans, and uh, Benji had a bag of, bag of game-used baseballs, so made some, made some young fans' days. It's always nice when he comes over like Santa Claus, lugging a bag over his back. But uh, it was a great time at Patio's, and uh, we'll be announcing our next date. I believe it's for the uh, Cubs series, the last series of the year against the Cubs. So uh, we'll be formally announcing that date and hopefully have some surprises for that one as well. But we do want to thank Patio's and encourage everyone, whether it's pre or post game, to make sure they check out our friends at Patio's uh, Sports Bar. Uh, also want to thank our man, Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. Randy Green is the name that you know and trust. Uh, he's got the construction team, heating and cooling team, and the electric team ready to roll. 35 years experience, second generation craftsman, and more importantly, just a, a regular, honest human being that uh, believes in a handshake and his word. Uh, as he always tells me, it's all I got, Jimbo, in this world is, is, my, is my name and my honor. So um, that's the kind of guy I want on my side, and I know you should too. That's Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Well, you heard me mention my cohort in crime, and uh, we had a great time again at Patios. We want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, Finally, a little break in the action, and he's able to join me here in studio instead of on the M4ByYachty.com hotline. <laughs> we'll call it the M4ByYachty.com hot chair because uh, he, he's hot. He's hot right now, and so are the St. Louis Cardinals. What's up, Benji? What's going on, guys? It's good to be here, man. I, I love coming over here. I, I really do. Sometimes I can. Obviously, my mom takes, uh, you know. The boss. Take, yeah. Just he, say it, she, the boss. She takes, she takes uh, charge on that, you know, a yeah. lot of times. You know, she wants me to go uh like today, for example, she wanted me early there because I, uh, I need to go take her to Walgreens. I need to take her to Walmart <laughs> and do something. So, but I told her I was coming over here, and then I'll do it after. After, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's great to be here, man. It's great. Got to gotta take studio. care of mom, man. I mean, we all know that. Unfortunately, we you know we don't have our parents forever, and we need to enjoy them and take care of them while they're here. They've all given us so much, and I know everybody everybody's very familiar with how you feel about your parents. Think to your wonderful book. We had some people bring up your wonderful book at patios, so uh, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. So um, remember, folks, take care of mom and dad. It's uh, you only get you only get one. Some families have a couple, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, like that's my family. So, but. Um, in the end, you know, they're, they're all you have is family and, and great friends. So it's kind of where we're at on this show, family and great friends. And let me tell you, um, it's been interesting. <laughs> you know, we in the, in the past few years, we talk about this roller coaster ride that the St. Louis Cardinals have become. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I've lived it. You've all lived it out there. We've all, you know, been upset this year at times and freaking out about the trade deadline and all this and – Boy, somehow or another, as my man across from me likes to remind me, that it's all going to come down to the players on the field in the end and and what they can do and the fight and, and getting, you know, yeah, you get a few breaks and you get some guys to step up and make a few decisions that work out. And lo and behold, two and a half games up on those Cubbies and shoot, 
Um, and looking good. And looking good, and too. Looking good because the Cubbies have uh, the Mets, which Stroman, Grum, yeah. and the other dude that is, is legit. And they, they have him. Syndergaard? They get Syndergaard, Syndergaard yeah. Get Syndergaard. So uh, they having all those guys <laughs> coming up at him pretty soon in the next three days. And we have Milwaukee, which we face them. Uh, we know they're dangerous. We know what they can do. But I tell you what, our our future looks good until that last 10 days of the season where we're we got to face uh i think it's the cups seven out of ten or something like that and that's when it becomes a little harder but other than that we should be okay you know let me ask you a question um we've talked at different times on the show about the cardinals when they go on the road and you face a team like milwaukee in that ballpark and you know maybe sometimes we make too much of the ballpark but it is but it's a reality it's just it's a different place right like we the ball just flies out of there it carries really well um it's a hitter's park no doubt about it um you know they deal with the same things the only difference is is that their pitchers who i think you know the, i there's no doubt that their pitching staff is not great um and when haters not dominant they're really vulnerable right um, they made adjustments on Hater, man. Yeah, they they really did. Sure, you can see. Uh, well, it's a league of it. We talk about that all the time, right? It's yeah. a league of adjustments. When you don't have a slider, when you don't have a changeup going, right? Uh, you're gonna depend on your on your spot on the fastball. And when when the guys are the hitters, I mean, are looking for that fastball, you, they're not gonna miss it, man. If you miss down the middle, we saw what happened to Waka. Uh, I don't. I, I like Waka. I think Waka's good. It's just that when he spot it, he's okay. But when he goes middle, middle, man, they're not gonna miss These it. These are pro hitters, and again, hitters park. Um, you know, and maybe, and again, I, where I was going with this is maybe we make too much of it. But the the truth of the matter is, it is different there. They're guys who I don't feel are that great on the mound, it, but they're at home, right? And there's always something about pitching at home, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it with our own guys. But the only um, thing we have bad going, Jimbo, is the pitching on the road. Right. That's the thing that we yeah. have going bad for us. The other things, we going into a Milwaukee Park where we saw uh, easily, easily uh, Fowler could have had four more home runs there. Yeah, if we would have been playing there, uh, some of the balls series. he hit over those last, yeah, game. yeah, sure. Uh, uh, same with Bader, same sure. With, same with uh, Carp, you yeah. know, should have two more home yeah. runs. Uh, Yadi hit a couple yeah. deep, and then you keep going on. Ozuna hit the wall a few sure. times, um, and then Goldsmith hit those balls deep to right center with their outs. I mean, in, in, in that Milwaukee. cavern here, yeah, and those are gone, those are gone. So, I, I was mean, thinking about that when he hit but that. But that's positive going into sure. into Milwaukee too. I was wondering about I, it's funny you brought that one up because I was I was watching the game and that ball he hit to right center. I saw the look on his face when he went back to the dugout and you know the guys moved over. It was a it was a it wound up being a great play cuz we wound up getting a base hit after that and scoring a Ozuna got the base hit. This was this was maybe a couple games ago. But I saw the look on Goldschmidt's face and it, you could almost see it that he was like that that's gone in Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> in Arizona, that ball's gone. But uh, Jim oh, Edmonds yeah. talked about it, too. Oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, this was an interesting weekend. Um, not only did the Cardinals sweep, not only did the Cubs get swept, but we had Cardinals Hall of Fame inductions. Um, you know, some guys are around the team more than others. Some guys are away. You know, you kind of forget what a great dude Scott Rowland was. Um, just an awesome human being great player uh probably an undervalued player i think if you look very at, under yeah if you look at his stats same as Gary anderson yeah i think the the problem is we become so stats driven when it's when we're talking about the hall of fame that we don't think about the guys that 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 that, that were the best at their position for a long stretch of time and yeah, scott Rowland tend, was awful good we tend to forget of course uh but when they put those highlights up man I, oh my gosh i'm like Wow, this guy's a stud, man. He yeah. look it's like what Binya said to us, you know, he's having a, a linebacker playing third base. Yeah, he's a big dude, man. He's huge, he's man. A and, big and, dude. And he had he had he's a baller. This yeah. is what the definition yes. of a baller. Yes. For you guys that, that don't know what that is, you know, it, it is he's a baller. He's a, a doer. Guy. Yes. There's yes. not we're not gonna sit around at the end and try to figure out what's we're going not on trying. here. He's a doer. He's yeah. not a trier. He's not trying over there. He's doing it yeah, for we're, you. We're not gonna need to sit down and look at a bunch of mm-hmm. analytics and try to figure out what's going no. on here. He's a doer. He is doing um, it. He's you know, a stud, man. It, great conversations this weekend. I don't know I, I, I you're doing the games. Um 
And so I don't know if you get it. Do you get a chance much to catch the games when Edmonds is on there with uh, with Danny no. Mac? Maybe You're after. So good, so good. Like maybe after uh, when I'm at home. Yeah, yeah. When I'm I, at I home, love Jimmy. He oh, does a great job. He never bash anybody. He's always being. But he's honest. But he's honest. He'll tell you what it is. He'll tell you I should have made that play or not, or yeah. or he, you should have run. But he's true. Yeah. And I like it. I like him a lot. You, you guys know. are a lot alike in the fact that you you're honest. You 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 try not to bash, but yet you're honest. And 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 you know the hockey guys talk about this a lot that I do the blue show with. You know they always say, look, it's one thing. And, and again, this is a code, and people cannot like it. I don't really care. It's not my game. I always say I don't understand why people get all bent out of shape. It's the player's game. Let them police it the way they want to police it. But there's a code. They can handle guys that want to that want to face them. They can handle guys criticizing them that played the game because they understand it. It's the guys that don't want to come in the locker room. It's the guys that never played that want to criticize and act like they know what they're talking about. That's the code. So if Jimmy says, "Hey, look," I mean, this is then then they get it right, and he's earned that respect and he's earned that right. But the insights that he brings, much like you do when we talk about games, I I, I think in particular the day we sat behind home plate in those green seats, and I had a couple friends with me. And when we were driving home, they they were in the back seat, and me and Steve were in the front, and and uh, they both looked at one another, and they were like, "Did you hear Benji basically telling us what was going to happen the whole time? <laughs> like, <laughs> watch this. He's watch. We're going <laughs> to." And they were like, and 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 they were both really good players in their own right too, and they were like, "Yeah, it's just it's watching the game on another level, much less." And people talk about you guys being catchers in the way you see the game, but that's the same thing with Jim. In, in the way that he sees it. And I still say, and I will go to my grave with this one, he's a Hall of Famer. He's another one, just like Roland, that I don't know if they're going to get their just due. But, you know, when Ken Griffey Jr. came to the National League, so did, so did Jim Edmonds. And let me tell you something. While they were in the National League, Jim Edmonds was the better center fielder. There's no doubt. For 10 Overall. years. Yeah, for 10 years, Jim Edmonds – by me about eight dominated the position and if you look at his numbers and the way that he carried the game it was but just listening to those guys and the insight that they bring I thought one of the coolest things that that he said was they were talking about they were talking to Roland about all the different things and then Edmonds kind of started talking a little bit about the playoffs and and they were talking to Roland was was the home like the home run against Clemens in game like how big up for him and he's like well personally that's probably the thing but you know then you get into the team stuff but it's funny, Edmund said that, um, or Scott Rowland said that the neatest thing that he remembers about all of it was after winning that series against Houston, he said he and Mike Matheny found themselves standing next to each other out at second base. And he said he looked at him and said, let's just stop and, and look and take it in. And they just watched. They said that it was such a draining series. Because I remember it. I don't know if you did. Like, you were, you I were, I, I, dude, it, I remember it being, the most heart-stopping series. There's so many amazing things happened. I mean, you, Edmonds in game six wins it in the extra innings to take it to seven. Supan at first looks like maybe he doesn't have it. Edmonds makes the catch in the gap, kind of t- t- tampers it down. Supan gets it together. You get the hit from Pujols. You get the home run from Roland. The place is going crazy. Izzy comes in, slams it. I mean, it, the whole thing. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that series because of how good Beltron was. That you remember that? I mean, he, the whole thing. It was just an unbelievable baseball series, and it took a toll on you. And to hear them two guys be like normal humans and say that they just stopped and looked in the stands and just took it in because they realized we got to go play a World Series, but for a, just a moment, let's take it in. And you want, and we always wonder, I think, as fans, if you guys as players do that or if you even have the ability to slow it down and think about what's happening to you. And to hear them say that's amazing. And you've had those moments in your career. You've won a World Series. You've, you know, you've had great seasons. You've, you've caught Cy Young Award. You know, you've, you've done all this stuff. Do you have to make yourself stop for a minute and take it in? I think you do. I think you do because you're just so caught up in the moment. Uh, it, there, it's, it's crazy, Jimbo, when you're in, in the playoff overall it doesn't matter i mean even more in the world series you just get cut up man you just get cut up in the game and you're trying to do so much to win that day and i cannot even imagine what martini or or roland or edmund 
I mean, these are studs. I was just in the middle of the pack, you know, trying to survive, you know, the middle and an average guy. But for those guys that have the pressure, the pool holes, and you can you can keep going on, man, with, with these guys, uh, the Reggie Sanders at that time and, yeah. and things like that. And, and you know, and, and you keep putting it up out there, and I don't know how they do it, man. I don't know. I mean, I, for me, it's a lot easier because they don't expect that much out of yeah, me. Yeah, but you know what I think of with you is that video that was circulating for a while that was really cool when you got, when you got traded to Texas and then they announced you as the starter back in San Francisco, and you got a standing ovation from the San Francisco crowd. I was you know, you But that were, comes after, I, right? If I remember, I think you were kind of stretching, and you kind of looked up and raised your hand up, or you yeah. might have been getting loose. I'm Like, at that time, I'm sitting there, because, you know, obviously now that we're from, I'm sitting there thinking, what was going through your mind in that moment in time when you come back and you feel that appreciate? Listen, it's one thing for it to be a regular game, but this is this is the World Series, man. Yeah. And you're an opposing player trying to beat their team, and you're getting a standing ovation from the fans. I mean, that, that, that tells you that the players love you, that <sighs> the coaches love you, that the ushers, the people, the trainers, that everybody that was involved with you for those three and a half years, <laughs> that, that tells you they loved you, you know, that you did good with them, that you took care of them. Because for them to do this and the fans, I I left uh, I left with a sour note, right? Because sure. I didn't want to leave. Sure. I wanted to stay there. I had a, a conversation with one of the the bosses, you know, and and they were trying to make me a backup for Buster Posey in years to come, right? So right. I I thought that was happening. So and then week later, I was traded to uh, to Texas because John Daniel kept calling and calling, right? So. Um, but to see the fans, you know, and, and, and before before the fans gave me their standing ovation, I was really, really sad because I came out in uh in a in a bad way. You know, the fans were starting whenever I went to hit, uh they forgot everything I've done for them. Every all those three years they forgot. They started yelling Buster Posey into into us and then started doing it to Jamie too in the stands and it was kinda rude, you know, uh, the way I left. But but there was not all of them. I mean, it was just a few. It's always the select few that yeah. makes that that that. that they thought that was the funny, says, sure. you know, and they think that we don't have any feelings and all this. But well, you're not I, allowed to. You're a professional yeah. athlete that makes money, so you're not. <laughs> but allowed But when to we have when I got that standing ovation, man, he just got back to uh, to you know appreciation. You know, sure. I appreciate what I've done, and I was. I mean, it was one of the greatest moments, man. And so. That, that brings me to, like, where I was going to take it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this St. Louis Cardinal team. Um, it's not the exact same team as we've had here the last few years that has not made the playoffs, but some of the guys have been here. And you look at – and we can go back and forth about the front office and have they done their job, have they done a good job, have they spent money, have they not spent – we can do that whole conversation. But the reality of it is <clears throat> for a team to keep fighting and find itself – like, listen, they're not dumb – these players aren't stupid. They felt the same roller coaster ride that the fans have, right? <clears throat> so to find themselves, and also it, they felt that pressure that sure. they were, one of them was going to get traded. Sure. I mean, Fowler's been on the trade. Sure. Trade, yeah. You know. Yeah. Wong has been a bunch of times. Sure. Bader with sure. the sack wheeler. Yeah. Thing. I mean, that affects you. And now here they are, two and a half games up on the Cubs seemingly back from the dead because that's you know some fans want to ride hey, them off for dead and a few listen, weeks ago we were four yes four games out or four and a half games out with the Cubs. well but let me ask you this question though and again I, i'm not this isn't a bag session on anybody much less the front office but the reality of it is is when you feel like as a fan we've talked about this and everybody's talked about it at nauseam basically but i find it interesting that it's a it feels like a different conversation since they now sit in the lead and it is this, like we all are not happy with the front office because we feel like, like this team could be better with a move or two, right? Like we always feel that way. Well, and, it's, and it's not good enough for us to be in first place with what we have because yeah. we feel vulnerable. Is that well, the roller coaster that makes so. us feel that way? I think so. I think so, and I'm with you. I think – I like, this thing's not over, right? The, like, no. <laughs> the fans are, are – they, they understand the game. And the, what makes them mad is their answer. It's what the excuse they give you. Or not excuse, but what the reason they gave you, right? That's what makes it harder for the fans. 
because four years in a row they've been saying, oh, we don't want to get rid of uh, our best prospect. You don't want to get rid of the best guys in our organization to get a player for a rental, you know, for a month. Well, you don't have to do that. It's not all about a rental. It's not all about you giving up your your best prospect. Grinky was a third best prospect that only hits like Swarber, only hits, has no position. And then he got the they traded another guy that was a pitcher that has a six ERA in minor leagues. And they and he was a five prospect or seven prospect. And then they traded for a pitcher that's not even gonna pitch next year. So you tell me who do we need to give up? And that not only that, I mean not, not only that trade, but I'm talking about in general, right? Like you could have got you could have got This teachers. is across the board. Yeah. This is not a this listen, this isn't a one time thing from the yeah. fans. And I think that's why they're frustrated. Right. And I think that's part of it too. It'd be different if It'd be different if this wasn't multiple years of the same thing because it, I, you know, as a fan, you can probably live with this year we just couldn't find a fit, but it's been how many years we couldn't find a fit? Because I always, listen, I'm not defending the front office, but I've always made the argument that the fact to say that they don't spend money is wrong. They spend money. Like their, their payroll based on their to quote unquote where they sit in revenue based in the league because of where they're located. I don't have an issue with that. I got an issue, but basically, to be honest with you, and how they're spending their money. But the off season has been okay. Yeah, you can, you mean, can't say nothing about the yeah, off season. I mean, they, They've been yeah. doing good. They've done a good job. But when it comes in the season, they have trouble identifying what they need, like uh, or, or or the not, value, or not identifying it uh, necessarily, but at least saying it and go get help to that spot. Right. That's what we've seen. That's why the fans are all mad. That's why the fans are all yelling and stuff. We should not take the credit away from those players. No. They have had ups and downs all year. Uh, Fowler seems like a new player to me. He picks it up pretty – pretty. Uh, I mean, he's been picking it up for a while. Well, he looks confident. Right? Yeah, he looks right. – that's what I was, I was going to say. He looks confident. He looks like he, he belongs, and they which want would, him. Which wouldn't that be for – I mean, you played you, – I mean – you have guys that you still talk to. But I mean, that's a pretty standard thing for all baseball players, right? Like the game. It takes a while to find your confidence. Yeah. And, and, and when you're confident, though, the game. And again, I always say that you guys make this game look easy. And that's why we think it's easy. Well, Fowler the truth good, of the matter is when you guys are confident, it feels easier. To yeah. You. And it feels easier for the players. But Fowler had a good year the first year. Second year, he struggled. He was dealing with some injuries. And they took him out. They did this. They did that. You know what I mean? They put him in the in the eighth hole. They put him in the second. They they took him out of his comfort zone. What Chills is doing since he's been hitting, I think, is giving this kid confidence. He's put him in a little spot where he is very comfortable, and said, "You know what, man? You are a leadoff guy. Let's go. Let's let's do or die with you there." So that gives your player confidence to do things. So, but the, that confidence we're talking about, it takes a while to get because you're still thinking about what Martini did to you or, or whoever was in front of you, right, or at that time. So he is confident right now. He looks confident. He knows he's going to be there every day. Okay, now we go to Carpenter. It's a different story. Why do you think Carpenter's playing without confidence? Because they've been taking him out. He haven't. First of all, he haven't been performing. That's the first thing. That's the confidence go away right there. Then you take him out. Then you put him in. Then you take him out, and then your confidence just go up and down like what he is right now for the team. So confidence is a very tricky thing, and you want the confidence out of the player. The, the coach is trying to give Carpenter confidence, but Carpenter by not performing – is killing his own confidence. You know what I mean? So those are things. It's the same with Bader. Why do you think Bader got sent down? Because he was hitting two months, 150 or 120. Two months. So they send him down for what? Get his confidence back. So now we talked to him before the game, and he said, hey, my confidence back because they told me they want me to be the guy. So he comes back. I mean, he's still the same guy. It's just your mindset of going at it. You can see him laying off a little bit. 
uh, better pitches. He's not going out there swinging at wild pitches, you know, and, and things like that. So you can see an improvement. He just needs to start doing it. But but that confidence word, man, it, it, I mean, look at Carpenter. He doesn't look confident at all. Even yesterday when he had a good game and everybody's like, oh, he's back. Wait, wait, wait. He's not back. He had a good game. A back is when you have a week and doing, you know, damage, but but not a game. When when he has a a week doing damage, then we can say he's back. But but right now he worked yesterday, but he still looked no confident. You know what I mean? After getting all those hits, you can see it in his face. He was still not confident that he belonged in there. Well, I can tell you that um, there's some things that are going on with the team that I think. Are, 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 are helping it go well. I mean, I think we've had some guys at different times that have struggled that seem to be finding their, finding their groove here. Uh, guys are doing what they got to do to win. Um, I think there's a couple guys that I want to highlight on today. <clears throat> but given credit, though, you know, as sure. a, as a, for, from us, from the, from the show, sorry, to the fans, given credit. Because sure. not because you play Colorado or not because you play these guys, not because you play uh, Baltimore, not because you play Kansas City. I don't care who it is. They can beat you any day. Sure. And they took care of business. So I don't. I just don't want fans out there saying things like that. Like, oh, yeah, we play Colorado. How about if we lose two out of four from Colorado? What, how do you feel? So we need to take care of business, and they did. So give them credit for that, you know? A couple guys I want to talk about today, and you can. I'm going to say both their names before I, I do our spiel here and let you just think about those two names that I want to bring up today and talk about. And those two guys are Marcelo Zuna and Tommy Edmond. So I want you to think about those two guys while I remind people to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the show there, which we ask everybody to do. It makes it real easy to get the show then. Uh, check out our Two Birds bloggers. We appreciate all their hard work and the, and the great stuff that they write about our wonderful St. Louis Cardinals and our show. So thank you, guys. And you can access that as well at twobirdsonabat.com. Find us on Twitter at Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us. If you're a Cardinal fan, we'll follow you back. Hit us up on Facebook. As always, type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Make sure you uh, uh, check our pin post, which is the show. You can uh, like it, comment on it, share it. That helps us reach more people, and we do appreciate your support. Find us on Instagram as well at Two Birds on a Bat Show. And, of course, as part of lineupmedia.fm, home of Yo Radio, the streaming platform for your mobile device that I know you guys are going to really enjoy. So make sure you download that for free today as well. Um, I <clears throat> can't thank uh, all of our uh, partners enough that, that do wonderful things for us. DrChristianJacobs.com wants to remind everybody, as always, it is Skin Cancer Awareness Day every day. Uh, take care of your skin. You only get one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that uh, you're going to... so true. Yeah, so true. And uh, she's, uh, she's made it her mission. And she does do, like, so many other things at her uh, Ooh La La Spa Anti-Aging and Wellness Center. But... Um, you know, her main message to people is let's just take care of our skin and it'll take care of you. So that's drchristianjacobs.com, uh, gatorsbaseballacademy.com, the wonderful program that uh, started over in Missouri and has now expanded over in Illinois. They also have their high school Gators Baseball Academy program. Um, if you're looking for training for your young one um, or older one and you're looking for something that uh, it might be a great fit for you, check them out. Again, you can learn more at gatorsbaseballacademy.com. I'm proud to be associated with the the people, the whole program, of course. But now that I'm working for them over here on the side and in Illinois and and helping build their youth program, I'm really excited about it. We've got some great kids, and uh, I, I was really excited to be asked to do that. And uh, the, the great people, um, I've gotten to know so many of the wonderful people that are out there working with these kids, and it is refreshing to know that it matters to them who they put in front of these kids. So uh, make sure you check them out, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Hoping to get over to Adam Smokehouse. Uh, Maybe tomorrow, Randy, I know you're listening. I'm, I'm thinking some Adam Smokehouse tomorrow might be right up everybody's alley. But uh, always always a great choice no matter which day you go, and that's located on Watson Road and open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. They do deliver to certain zip codes, and, of course, they do the big box lunch orders. And if you have an event that needs catering, Adam Smokehouse is the name you should know and trust. My man Mike does it better than anybody else. I think there's a lot of great barbecue in St. Louis. I'm not here to knock any of them, but I do want to uh, throw – Throw their hat in the ring for the best barbecue around and the greatest atmosphere and the best place and the best people. And that's our good friend, Mike, with Adam Smokehouse, located on Watson Road. St. Louis, here's your cue. Okay, my man. So, um, you know, I, I wonder. I, let's start first with, with the guy that's been doing it for a while, and that's Marcelo Zuno. Um, 
know, he's had, at different times, things may not have went well at, for small stretches, but this guy basically this year has had a smile on his face the whole year. And except for being hurt has done nothing but drive the baseball this year. That's the Marcelo number Zuma. one guy. Yep. That's and, and percentage, a high, high rate percentage right. on hitting the ball hard. And he looks to me like, and they were, Jim Edmonds was talking a little bit about it. And I would agree. He seems to have, he didn't, I don't think he's changed his swing. I think he's changed his approach a little bit. He seems to have uh, figured out something about the way that he approaches the strike zone. I don't see him this year swinging as, at as, as, I don't see him swinging at as many sliders outside the zone. So I don't know. I mean, can you give us any insight into that? Has he done something, something with pitch recognition? Is it just somebody, or is it just right now he is seeing the ball well and and he's picking it up out of the hand and he's able to lay off it? I think he just sat back and said, you know what, this is me. Before he was trying to do so much for the team, he was trying. You can can talk to him. I talked to him almost every day last year. And he seems like that kind of guy. He wants to yes. help the St. Louis Cardinals. He wants to win. He wants to help them win. So at times, you know, you're going to expand the zone and you're going to try to do so much because you want them to win. And that's normal. And Jimmy, Jimmy said that too. You yeah. know, he, at times he would chase balls that he shouldn't because he felt like, okay, I can do this. I, right. can, I, I can help. But I think now, looking, going back to the first you know, part of the season in April, he just said, you know what? I'm a freaking free agent. What am I worrying about? All I have to do is my thing. Yep. You know, obviously, I'm going to play for the team. Obviously, I'm going to hit home runs. Obviously, I want to get to 100 RBIs. Obviously, I want to get to 300. But guess what? He's, he, he's a free agent. So why do I worry about? Let them worry about me. And, and I think that mentality changed everything. He went back to where he was seeing the ball better, not trying to do too much. And if I get a walk, I get a walk. And if I, if I get pitched to, I'm going to do some damage. You see what I'm saying? So I think he, in his mind, said, you know what? Why, why do I have to worry about doing so much? And, and I think it's working for him. I think it, I, I, get, I get really my stomach. I, I just want to throw up whenever I, I think Marcel leaving as a free agent. I I, no. I just I I just don't understand. I would not understand one bit, Jimbo. One bit, <coughs> when somebody comes to me and tell me, "Let's see what our young guy can do," and then you have a guy that has done it, and you know you know this guy is gonna hit thirty. You know this guy is gonna get a hundred or close RBIs. You know this guy is gonna be close to three hundred at the end of the year, and you're gonna put a young guy. A young guy that you haven't even seen, and you don't even know what he's gonna give you, but you have it right there. That I mean, every time I think about the Cardinals not signing Marcel, it just it just made me want to throw up. Well, I, I mean, was gonna ask you about that. Like, is it like uh, you're obviously then like me surprised that there's really been no well we don't know what's going on behind the scenes right i mean well i assume you do (laughs) well no 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 we don't know we don't like to go into those details i mean maybe one day uh, when they come back i'll probably ask him and see but i don't want to do it now right he's doing so well yeah Yeah. he's doing so well why am i gonna be the guy right that says hey man how's your you know negotiations going because if they're not going he may not be he you know that just put him in a bad mood we don't need that yeah or or his mindset just changed right there just because you said those words his mindset and he's doing so well i don't want to do that but yeah but at some point i would like to ask and and see but to to think just to think to think that he's going to hit the free agency and the Cardinals are not going to sign him, it just made me want to throw up for real. Like, like it just get my stomach just, just – it, it is horrible. I think he deserves to stay here. He deserves to get paid. There has been guys that, that the Cardinals have signed and haven't done it, you know, haven't, done, haven't lived up to their contract. This guy will live through the contract. You know what I mean? Goals me – Got here <laughs> right away. They gave him five years. They give him Carpenter two years with with knowing the struggle that he's been to, and then the guy who has done it, and the guy that you know is going to do it next year, he's the guy who needs to go in, in free agency. I mean that just and then you have Bader struggling. 
And you have the upside of Lane Thomas. The upside. You don't know what he's going to do. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? Then you have the ups and downs of, of Fowler. Ups and down, now up more because he's doing a great job. But then you have a guy who's done it, man, and a guy who's going to do it for you. 25 homers or, or 30, 100 RBIs, uh, 300. He's a great player. He loves to play. That's another thing that the Cardinals need to consider. I bet he's a great team. He loves to play. I bet they love him, the players. They love him because he's that dude that always yeah. smiling and he has that flashy thing. I mean, I would love to play for, with the guy. But – You have that guy. Yeah. You don't have to go free agency and sign a guy for $80 million like it happened not, or, or yeah, $7 not, yeah. million and then don't know what's going to happen. You have the guy, and if they don't go and sign Marcel, which is just just thinking about it gets me going, but if you don't sign this guy, I mean, you're telling me that Lane Thomas and Bader are going to do 100 RBIs? Or are going to do 30-plus home runs? Or are going to hit 300? I mean, find me the, you know, paper print or something that tells you Bader's going to get 100 RBIs. I mean, I'm talking about right now, right? Sure, I'm not talking about that what he could. He could. Yeah. And Lane Thomas could do it too. But they haven't done it. They haven't done it. And they've shown you the lows. Marcel, show you the lows and look at where he is in the way high. I mean, Jimbo, it gets me, it gets me really, really, my stomach gets up so upset every time I think Marcel is going to hit uh, the free agency. And let me tell you this, the last thing. I'm happy for him if he hits the free agency because he's going to get paid, right? He's gonna, he's, his life is going to be set. I, I get that point. But me being a Cardinal fan and we have him here now and you don't go and make an effort to sign him? I mean, that gets me going, man. I, that really gets my stomach just just upset. Well, you know, like I said, I, to me, he's – I people don't take much of this into account. But from what I see and talking to you and hearing things and then watching how things – I think he's a big part of it. I think, again, his general attitude and I think his supportiveness of other players and the way he wants to – I think that's all part of it. And he's finally found his groove – And I do feel that way. I'm almost like he does look like I agree with Jim Edmonds. I mean, he does look different to me at the plate. He does. Like if you watch him, but he probably just feels better. You know, I, it, that's a big thing though, man. Because that Confidence. we talk about it all the time. You know that all so many players. These guys are all majorly talented. It's the ability to to recognize pitches and lay off certain pitches is what makes really good players great. That's what made Bader's change. Sure. Laying off the slider, laying off that curve, laying off the changeup. When he went down there, made him a good hitter. When he comes here, if he starts doing that, he's going to become a better hitter. Well, and again, when we say that out loud, everybody's like, well, well, okay, well, it's just simple. Then don't say, you can't do that because these guys are so good up here. Yeah. It's twofold. Number one, you have some guys that if that's what you if that's how you want to approach it they can throw it for a strike that's number one. and number two, go stand in there sometime it looks like a fastball well that's why it's such a devastating pitch yeah that's what the fans needs to start understanding a little more is because those when they swing at those balls it looks strikes to them sure And it, not just anybody can lay off of them. And in the tenth of a second, you have to decide. <laughs> exactly. You don't and, have too much time. You well, don't have too much time. And this is where I've went with the thing from day one, and I've said it, and I mean it, and it's true, is that, like, again, when you guys, like right now, right? Like right now, certain guys are making this game look easy. I, he's one of them. You know, in, in my How about Arenado, man? Yeah. It, How a stud he is. He is a stud. Unbelievable. And then we got lucky these, these um, not lucky, the pitchers did a good job with Blackman. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. One hit, man. Yeah. One hit in like 20 at-bats. I mean, come on. So, you know, it, it's interesting, though. So we go from one guy, and, it, and, and the way that we talked about it, like I said, I wanted to talk about Marcelo Zuna because I did want to get your thoughts on the fact that, you know, We and and Dan, McLaughlin, Dan McLaughlin brings it up, right? Like, you know, man, to this point, I've heard nothing about an extension, right? Um, but Unless Tommy Edmond. Keep it under. Yeah, maybe. But Tommy Edmond, here's a, here's a young guy 
not not hitting 300, not going to hit 30 home runs, not, but can help you in another way. Um, you know, to have a guy when you have Carpenter struggling like this that you can say, you know what, he helps us in so many ways, plays good defense, um, student of the game, obviously. I loved the talk about Roland helping him with some stuff because, you know, here's a guy that's played other position primarily, but these guys are athletes, right? They can learn if they want to. But, you know, just – his approach at the plate and his attitude and his playing the game, the way he plays it. That's been a nice spark for the Cardinals. And I think you have to have some of that sometimes because not everybody's going to fire on all cylinders. And in, in the end, you've said this, I've heard you say this, Jimbo, this is why you have a 25 man roster. It takes more than eight guys. Yep. Yep. Whenever you have the eight guys, I mean, you've seen it on the Yankees. The Yankees have the best record out there in baseball, but how many injuries did they go through? I mean, the catcher went down. Then, uh, then Gregorius went down twice now. Yeah, he's hurt again, isn't he? Yeah, twice now in the season, maybe three times. Then you have Judge missed the whole a bunch uh, of games. Then you have Stanton haven't even been back yet. Once he had like five, six at bats or but something. But do you see what I mean? Yeah. They go through it, but they still have the best record. That tells you that whoever came in, the next guy up. Next guy up, and that has been for Tommy Edman. Tommy Edman brings something to the field, like you said. It's extra, man. It's that extra push. Whenever he puts the ball on play, he puts pressure on the defense. Whenever he puts the ball in the gap, he knows it's a triple. I mean, I mean, he puts the pressure. He plays good D, man. He can play. He's a good player. He's very smart. He listens. Uh, and not only listens, he listens and then goes and tries it. Because you can listen, and if you don't try anything, I mean, it doesn't matter. But he's a, he's a very exciting young man, a very exciting young player that, that, you know, needs to be out there and he's giving him a spark. Your team is winning when he's out in the lineup. Uh, another guy that could help you a lot, which is slowed down right now because he doesn't play, is Munoz. He slowed down. Everybody's like, oh, but he's not hitting. How the heck do you feel when you don't play for three or four days? Yeah. When he was doing it, when he was playing almost every day, he was hitting 300. All of a sudden, Mike Chill lost a little bit of confidence in him. He puts him back in the, in the bench. He, Carpenter, he keeps struggling. He keeps in the bench. Carpenter keeps struggling. Now he's still in the bench. Now Carpenter, you know what I mean? He keeps struggling. He's still in the bench. And now they bring him up. It's hard, man. It's hard to come up from the bench like that. But when you have that guy playing every day, he was hitting 300 for you. He was hustling every ball. I mean, between him and Edmund, do you imagine that? you imagine him and Edmund hitting right behind each other? It's like Willie McGee and, and freaking Coleman. I mean, obviously, we're, I'm not comparing players. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just different. I'm era, saying the speed. Yeah. yeah. The it speed is not, of it. Well, it, it is interesting Put to, pressure to watch the way that they're going about it. You know, of all the things that I found interesting when looking at the stats today, you – you know, would would you believe me if I told you Marcelo Zuna's got 12 stolen bases? I mean, I know 12's not like a huge number, but in today's baseball, that's a lot for that's a number a four hitter. I promise you that. He could have probably more. He just probably they told him to slow down a little, you know, let's hit. I don't want you hurting a hamstring, which is going to take two weeks. Yeah. Maybe three weeks It's it's been, heal. It's been interesting. Like I said, I, I've been impressed with Tommy Edmond. No the, doubt about it. But um, those two guys, man, in your lineup. Yep. I mean, you have different, totally different players, Tommy Edmond and Marcelo Zuna. But both, in my opinion, a big part in this last resurgence. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Just different players bringing different things to the table. And, and it just takes me back to what I've heard you say multiple times. Jimbo, this is why you have a 25-man roster. You, you have different guys that do different things, and then yep. when it comes together, it's a great thing. And we've experienced it a lot here in St. Louis. We have. We've... It's the same with the pitching gym, but we haven't even touched that. Yeah. But think about it. You, how many times have you seen Ponce de Leon up? And how many times have you seen Hesley coming up and down? Well, I like and him. How, yeah, I but, like but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. He's been up, he's been down. He's been up, but he's a big part. Sure. And Ponce de Leon is a huge part. And then the next guy that they bring up is a, is a huge part. So you cannot count those guys out. Yeah. I mean, look at Gallegos, man. Nobody have even said a word about Gio. Yeah. And Gio's having one of his best, one of the best, if not, he's the number one guy 
after the All-Star break. Sure. And he was preaching good before that, too. So nobody has said that. Uh, Gant has slowed down. I think he's had, he's probably, I mean, getting there, you know, yeah. getting a little tired. Sure. Beat up. And Brevia also, you know, he's been, they, they've been the life pushing. life of a bullpen, right? Like, they've been pushing this guy you know, Everybody so talks about how much, but that's that's what, you, I mean, when you're in a bullpen, that's life. How about Webb? When you're pitching Webb well? is doing yeah. a heck of a job when he started off so bad. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, this guy needs to go. And guess what? He's doing great. He's pitching great. The whole bullpen has been pitching great. They have a, a huge load. Remember, our pitchers usually four, usually five, for the most part of the year. And these guys have taken the, the reins in the bullpen and said, you know what, I'll pick you guys up. Let's go. And I'm going to do this. Let's go. Then Carlos in the back end, he's been struggling, you know, up and down too. But, I mean, he has to pitch three days in a row, four days in a row at times. So it, it it's everybody. Look at Dominic Leon. Well, he looked good this weekend. But, didn't but he? see what I mean? Yeah. Like like uh, you need those guys down there and up here. I mean that's why it's not nine players, man. It will never be nine players. You need all of them if you want to win. Well, we're gonna see. Like I said, I mean this is a, you know, I, yeah, we're we're ahead of the Brewers more comfortably obviously than even the cubs but and there's just something about going there and playing in milwaukee that just they play good they play good in milwaukee maybe this year yeah yeah maybe this year they had a little struggle but years before whenever i put the game on in milwaukee they've been doing good man they've been doing good and they like to hit there all of them all i hear is like we're going to milwaukee yeah let's go hit you know, this is a true part. This is a, a true uh, uh, hitting swing part. On, put a good swing on yeah, it. Yeah, put a nice roll. fly ball, and that ball is going to go. That ball that Goldsmith hit, it would hit the second deck. And those balls that uh, Fowler hit, it would have hit the, the, the wall in center. You think what, you know what I mean? Like, so the hitter's part give you confidence, and that's what these guys have right now. They're going into, into uh, Milwaukee not thinking about, it's Milwaukee, we struggle. No, I don't care if we struggle or not. We're going to Milwaukee. I might come out of here in three days. I might come out with two homers. Well, I'm going to give you some stats here. I'm glad you brought up Paul Goldschmidt because, you know, I'm just going to give you a little something here. He's played three games or 30 games at Miller Park, started 28 of them. So 28 games. He's got 13 home runs, <laughs> a 414 average, and a 493 on base percentage in Miller Park. Well, this is a guy that doesn't swing up balls. So you know he's going to put the ball on plate hard. And if he lifts them, 13 home runs. And I loved his approach this weekend. It was almost like, okay, this is how they want to attack me. I'll just take what they give me and I'll help my team. You know so, what I like about him this weekend? That he was aggressive. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. He would been taking, for the first part of that season, he'd been taking pitches. Remember? He'd been taking pitches, taking pitches. This time, the last seven games here, he was swinging. It's like, you give it to me right here, and I'm going to swing. That's what he was doing. He was swinging the first pitches. I was like, telling Polo, I was like, man, what the heck is going on with goals? I mean, somebody told him, hey, turn the switch, man. Let's go. If you see a pitch right there, hack it. You know what I mean? Something, something was stuck because this past week he's been swinging at first pitches more than ever and second pitches. I mean, he's going at it. He's going aggressive. He's not taking anymore. And, and I like that approach because he's going to see some first pitches that are good to hit at some time. And look, at, it's making a change so far. Yeah, I'll, I'm ready. I mean, this is like – I, it feels that it's got that feeling of let's get it on to me. Like, here we go. Now, listen. Make well, no maybe the, the only thing that probably holding you back, Jimbo, it's Mike Carpenter, of course. You know, sure. we, we need him to do what he did yesterday and, and not for a day. We need him to do it, you know, obviously over a course of two weeks or, or a month like we saw last year. So My assumption is. That's the only thing that And works. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know about you. But, um, you know, they're, they're going to face Gonzalez tonight. There's no way I put him in the lineup tonight. There's no way I do it. But do you do it because he had three hits? I guess you do. You can't do it, though. No. That's we'll – that's, If it's, now me, you're tonight, gonna, now if it's you're, me tonight, I hope he goes Munoz off. plays tonight. Yes, I hope, I hope he goes off. Yeah, and I, and I hope I'm wrong, and if they play, yeah. I hope he gets four hits and yes. hits two. I, I hope yeah. so. I hope he does 
four hits against a left-hander. I sure. hope so, because that's what we want. Sure. But what are the odds? What is the percentage of him getting four hits against a left-hander when he looks so bad against left-handers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Colton Wong is getting. I mean, he, Colton Wong's a different guy because he's been hitting good against lefties. Sure. There's but, another guy that it was his approach at the plate was noticeably changed, noticeably I think, different. I think somebody talked to him and told him, "Hey, listen, you got to go the other way. There's no way you got you can't you, you can't go diving to the plate because he dived to the plate and hook right. Yep. He dive and hook. There's no way. There's no ex. There's there's no people." that are successful, that are doing that. There's none, not one. All of them are struggle. So guess what? If you dive in and you see the ball outside, don't try it, pull it. Don't try it, hook it. Just go the other way with it. And I'm not trying to sound that it's easy. I'm, sure. I'm just saying that those are the approach sure. that we need to have. And he's doing it more this year. You see the base hit to left field. Sure. When did you see that last year? When did you see that the year before? It was hard for him to hit the ball the other way. Same with Bader. Whenever Bader decides to hit the ball the other way, that's when Bader is going to become a great hitter. You know what I mean? Whenever, why do you think those great hitters like Lane Thomas, he's a great hitter because he hit the whole field, right? Oh, yeah. What happened to Fowler? What is the difference between Fowler now? Because he hits the left field. He got hits that way. Now you get to Carpenter. Yesterday was the first time I seen him get a hit that way in a while, right? Sure. And he, I'm sure he's done it before. But, but those are the guys who struggle. Same with Edmund. Why do you think Edmund is a good hitter? Because Edmund on the left side, he, he can hit the left, left, left field line. He loves to. Right? But he'll so, pull an inside pitch too. Yes. Yeah. And then he goes on the right-hander, and then he loves to hit over the first baseman's head. Why do you think uh, Goldsmith is a good hitter? Because he, he's a right-hander with power to the, to the left field, and he hits the, the line for a double and a triple. You see the difference? They use the whole field. And when you have a guy – struggling struggling is because he wants basically i mean i'm not saying all of them sure but but the most part they're trying to pull 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 and that's it right when when sure. paul de young was doing good you could see the hits to the right field you could sure. see the hit to right center but now he's he, uh, not now but 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 when he gets in trouble is when he tries to pull everything and he gets away from his game that's all i'm saying like like it's the same with yadi he's being hurt I get it, and it's, and it's a really tough injury because it's his it's thumb. He needs to grab the bat. But anyways, when he's good, you see hits to right field. Yep. You see hits to left. You see hits to center. That's a hitter, and that's, those are the main reasons why some of them can't hit and some of them can't. Well, we're going to find out because it's a hitter's park, and we're going to need it, and um, we'll see what happens tonight. But that will be the number, one, <laughs> the number one key to watch the game today. Just to see the lineup. Yeah, I'll be curious. And again, you know, I, listen, if Carpenter's in the lineup, I'm not going to freak out. I get it. I mean, if, if he, if, if Schilt feels like, look, the guy just had a great day yesterday, Wong might be out for a week, we're going to need Matt Carpenter. I'm not going to, I mean, you would hope that Matt would get it, but, you know, maybe Schilt feels like I can't sit him after yesterday. If I do, I'll lose him. I'm just getting him. I don't know. Who knows? We it's a tough gig, right? Like, I'm, I want to sit here. But and we act. don't have time. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a it's a month and a week. That's all we have. A month and a few days of baseball, and you're gonna take a chance because he hit three hits yesterday. We I'm, and I'm telling you seriously, honestly, I want Carpenter to do well. I want him to hit the left hander. I want him to get four hits against left hander pitching. I do. I don't know, man. I think it's a month and a few days to go and. I don't know. I, I, it'll be very interesting to, to go see the lineup today and see if he's in or not. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. But yep. that being said, um, I would sure, 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 sure like to go in there and wax those guys. It would be really, really nice to take two or three. I'd be happy two or three. I don't need to sweep. Hey, we have Wainwright. Yep. And we have, uh, I think, Michaelus or Flaherty, right? Because that's who comes next. Flaherty. Oh, it goes. No, Flaherty uh, through the other day. Goes uh, Wainwright. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Michaelus. Michaelus. Then Flaherty, yes. 
Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. We have yeah. our three our three guys that have been pitching good. Well, you know, Michael S. and Wayne Ray have been struggle in a row. But at least they're pitching good going in there. So I don't mind coming out of there winning all three. Let's win today first, and then we worry about tomorrow. But, man, that would be cool if they can win all three, you know. And they can. They're capable of it for sure, you know, for sure. I Listen, I, I just – I, I'm not going to get greedy here. I'll, I, I, I want to win some series now. That's kind of – I got that Tony La Russa thing going on right now. Let's win some series and uh, let them chase us. Because if we win our series, number one, we're going to play them enough, right? Yeah. You need, winning series just keeps you up there, and that's cool, and that's great. I like that. But it is nice to, to bury people. <laughs> well, it's nice because the way you're playing and the way they're playing. You know, like Colorado coming in here and us taking care of business or Kansas City going over there and then taking care of business. You know what I mean? Because they're not playing so well. And the same way as for Milwaukee, they have the powerhouse too, but they're not playing good. They're not playing good ball. So we should we should take, take care of business. And that's it. Well, I'm excited about the, the weekend. Like I said, I, you know, the one guy that I'm really enjoying right now is Marcelo Zuna. Like I said, I just, you know, that's – Kind of my thought was, like, watching him play just makes me think of the, the Poison song, I don't need nothing but a good time. I don't need nothing but a good – this guy, like, I can tell right now, and I know you know him very well, my guess would be is that this guy has just got a smile on his face as big as life and just right now is just having a great – he's in a – He's in the playoff hunt. He's competing. He's performing. Jimbo, he's, he wants to play. That's all. He wants to play. You know how many times I, uh, in my career, I have heard and I have seen guys say, oh, I got flu-like symptoms. Or I have, uh, I mean, not taking away that if you have it, you should sit or not. You know, that's not what I mean. But for any little reason, you sit these days. And Marcel has been out there, durable. He's been doing great for you. And to even think that he's going to go hit the free agency for me, it just kills me. It just gets my stomach just upset like crazy because I think he deserves to be back. I think he deserves some of that money that other people got and, and you know, they haven't lived into what they were supposed to do. And, and not, not here in St. Louis, anywhere. I'm talking about anywhere. Guys that have been paid and they haven't performed to, the, to what they're capable. And you have the guy who has done it and you're going to take him out and put a guy that you don't even know what he's going to do. I, I think it's crazy. I think it's really crazy. It goes takes me back to the days of Troy Gloss when, when he was a stud, 35 home runs, 110 RBIs, hitting 300, and the free agent came in. Oh, we have a young guy. We don't need to pay this guy the big bucks. Let, let him walk, and then we have the young guys that who's, he, he's, he's capable. He's, he's potential of hitting 40 home runs. And he never worked out, never worked out even close to what Trey Gloss was doing. I mean, it just gets me back to those days. I think whoever whoever's doing good for your team, don't be don't just take advantage of that. Take advantage of him being good here, him getting really comfortable with St. Louis, him getting helping your own team. For God's sake, he's not helping the Marlins, he's not helping Kansas City, he's helping St. Louis, the Cardinals. Making a push to the playoff. He's helping you. He's one of those guys. And then you're going to let him walk because you don't want to pay the guy or whatever reason it is. Oh, we have some young guys that has potential doing that. Oh, really? I mean, he just gets me upset. He just gets me, makes me almost want to go throw up <laughs> when I think about Marcel not coming that. back. Don't do that. Don't that is just, it's just upset, man. It, oh, just, it just gets you upset. Well, listen, I, I don't want you to be upset. I want you to enjoy this weekend. I want you to hopefully enjoy this butt whooping we're going to put on, uh, put on the, the Brewers. But, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I'm enjoying watching a guy perform at a high level that's having a great time playing the game. And I believe, and, and again, I listen to guys like you and other people talk and I see these things, Knowing the impact that he's having on the other players with just his overall general attitude towards the game, I don't think can be understated. And the chemistry in the clubhouse. 
I mean, we're talking about the the baseball game. We're talking about homers. We're talking about RBIs. We're talking about average, whatever, what he brings to the field out there in defense. We're talking about all that. I get it. But think about the, your chemistry on the on the in the clubhouse. That kid is happy as heck every day. That kid's making everybody laugh. That kid is doing everything in the clubhouse too. Now, tell me who you gonna who you who's gonna take his place. You you tell me who's gonna take his place and do what he's doing to, this year for next year. Uh, well, uh. You won't find I, it. Well, you, 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 I mean, I think you it's won't a find low. it. It's all potential. Sure. Because if you put Marcel next year in your lineup again, Jimbo, is it going to be potential or if he's going to do it? Well, for me, again, what a do lot you of, think? I well, mean, it's, no, listen, he's going to do it. A lot of people could say, well, you know, you get to listen. If you're asking me, do I want to block a Dylan Carlson or somebody like that, if that's who they're thinking of or Elaine, whatever. I, I don't even want to have that conversation because I can promise you. But they haven't even done it yet. And the other thing, too, is is if they they feel so strongly about those guys, then let them battle it out with other guys that haven't proven it. And they're in our lineup, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not – like, listen, this isn't a – You just cannot take a guy who has done it for a guy that you think and has potential of doing what he – what that other guy has done it. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying Lane or, or Bader or whoever or Neil. We, saying, we both hope they have great careers, right? Yes, like, we, yeah. we hope that, that if Marcel walks and goes a free agency, of course, next year I'm going to be up with, with the next guy. I want him to do well, and I want him to match what we lost if that happens. I mean, I want, I want you know, Lane Thomas. Yeah, because at that Bader. juncture we have no choice. Yes, we have, to, we have to push for those guys. But what I'm saying is how, how hard is it to think that we have a guy who has done it and next year we'll do it. But then you're willing to let him go and then try a potential kid. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not down for that. Well, we're going to find out real soon yeah. um, what they think. I'm, just like you mentioned, I'm dying to see the lineup today. And, and again, I, I, I'm on record. I'm not going to be mad if Carpenter's in it, but – I would, I would get it if it yeah. was Munoz and Edmund playing today. But if it, if he doesn't work out and you put him out there and he doesn't look, he doesn't look how it is, and you give you four at bats that you know against a lefty, very tough. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I it's harder. I mean, I want Carpenter to do well. I want him to to do great things. Uh, and I hope if he's in a lineup today, I hope so too. I hope he he does and help us out. Well, we're going to find out. Oh, yeah. We're going to find out. Hey, listen, folks, let's just uh, sit back. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's, uh, let's hope they can finish this thing out and um, get it going. Like you said, man, we got a month and a week. And yeah, then, um, a week. You cannot afford. Remember, I've been saying this for, for what? How long? I've been saying that we cannot afford one lose, one, one lose game. We cannot afford one loss. I mean, obviously, we're going to lose some games, but I'm just saying we cannot afford one lost. Man, all I can say, though, is, and I mean this, dude, I mean, I can feel the crisp air of October. It's coming. There's nothing better than baseball in St. Louis in October. So while I'm not counting my chickens before they're hatched, no, no, no. I've, it, 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 we, I've got to feel. I've got to feel. So let's just hope it works out. But thanks for coming in today, my man. You I know, it, uh, man. know you're a busy guy. You get, you're just sticking around in town here for a few days and check out the, you know, hit the city. I know, take care of mom and hang. And, and I'm her Uber thing. now. Yeah, you're Uber. Yeah. Hey, how about Yachty predicting uh, that home run? It that was crazy. crazy. We talked about it at patios, man. Just wasn't an amazing crazy? thing. It just Like, he, he raised his hands when the pitch wasn't even <laughs> thrown. And then he, he was just saying, like, and what I was thinking, too, on, on the radio, I told Polo, I said, man, he's due for homer because he crushed one ball left center against the wall for an out. And then he crushed another one to right center for an out against the wall. So we're like, me and Polo, we're thinking, and we're doing the games, and uh, and we're like, wow, man, he's due, man. He's, he needs to hit one out of the, you know, uh, over the fence so they don't catch him. And he ended up hitting, but Yaddy was crazy because you can see him in the back, like, with the hands raised up. Like, he knew it was coming. 
Oh, he knew. I was like, Something wow, was that was crazy. Hey, happy birthday to Polo, you know. I yeah, know I he, saw that, my man. Yeah, happy birthday to Polo, you know, and, and uh, See, I'm assuming he's stuck around in town. Hey, he's and not, Jamie, too. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's birthday. Yeah, I know Jamie, I saw you posted yeah. some pics yesterday, you guys. Yeah, he. Uh, she. Uh, that was her birthday. She had fun. She was on the pool and with Jada and some friends, and she had fun, you know. Birthdays everywhere. Birthdays yep. everywhere. You know, my birthday... Should be right around the time in the World Series, you know, right nice. at the end. Like what around, a present. What a present. Yeah, that's right. You know, right in that game <laughs> six, seven range probably. That's I'm good. ready for that. So <laughs> That's good. Well, listen, folks, I can't, um, I can't thank my man enough for coming into the studio today and, and, and our friends at M4Bayati.com for always bringing him to us. Uh, don't forget, uh, we always recommend checking out Patio's, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans other, everywhere, whether it's pre or post game. Patio's is the name to remember. Uh, our good friend Randy Green, who I'm calling the minute I get out of this studio today to see if he wants to maybe meet us for some barbecue tomorrow at our local spot, Adam Smokehouse, as I'm tasting those ribs and going to give Mike a text as well. Um, if anybody out there wants to join us, feel free. We'll be over there tomorrow around lunchtime getting it on, getting our feed bag on. So happy to do that as well for all of our uh, Friends, we can't recommend uh, a barbecue place any more than we can recommend our friends at Adam's Smokehouse, located on Watson Road. Don't forget Gators Baseball Academy. Uh, you can learn more by checking them out at GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. I know um, uh, the summer kind of got away from us, and we're still looking at doing some things with them in the past, both with the show. And we've kicked around some ideas of a Molina baseball school and things like that. I know uh, the Cardinals added a bunch of games to your schedule and got you pretty busy. And taking care of your mind, but that's something I think we're going to explore in the offseason, see if we can't put a schedule together, so you can stay tuned for that. And it's a short it's a short flight, yeah. you know, so just so you guys know, and from Arizona, we're all probably going to be at, and, you know, yeah. it's a short flight, you know, a three-hour flight, and uh, if you guys have anything that I could do, you know, show up somewhere, and, yeah. you know, we'll he's do here, it. He's ready to work, man. He's ready to get put to work. That's how it works around <laughs> here, but uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good dude, so... Dr. Chris and Jacobs, one one last time. Thank you. I know the biggest series are coming up for you and your household where you have that split cards, cub things going on. We'll probably have to have you in and <laughs> have you come down to patios with us and, and let you uh, spread your message, too, to remind everybody. And I'm sure you'd be, you know, ask, walking around uh, patios, making sure everybody's got their sunscreen on before they head over to the ballpark, which I know everybody would appreciate. So that's drchristandjacobs.com. Again, one last time, twobirdsonabat.com. Subscribe to the show. Check out our Two Birds bloggers at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter, Two Birds on a Bat at Facebook, Two Birds on a Bat Show Instagram, and, of course, part of lineupmedia.fm, the newest streaming platform, Yo Radio. Download it for free on your mobile device today. For all of us here at Two Birds on a Bat, we leave you. Let's go, birds. Go, birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.